WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light Indicator in Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. St. Joseph Township residents filled the Township Hall last night to take part in a public hearing about the proposed development of the former Berrien Hills Golf Club property along the St. Joseph River. Following a lengthy hearing, the Planning Commission approved a plan presented by the Southwest Michigan Coastal Ventures to transform the property into a planned unit development featuring a variety of private homes as well as public nature areas and commercial space. Coastal Ventures Development Director Michael Wood says the developers plan to honor the natural beauty of the property as well. This development is essentially nature-based. We've done everything we can to honor the site. It's obviously a wet site. There's 60 acres of floodplain that has to be filled. But we've created this lake. We've actually increased the wetlands. Uh, We've taken the wetlands that were there and we used to drain the site and we're connecting them to the river. We're going to have rain gardens everywhere. The proposed development includes 22 single-family estate lots, 127 townhouse units, 40 row houses, 90 apartments, 20 senior cottage units, and a 40-unit extended-stay hotel. In a commercial area along Napier Avenue, there are plans for a brew pub and an event center. With the Planning Commission's approval, the project will now be sent to the Township Board of Trustees for final approval. The next regular meeting of the board will be November 7th at 6 p.m. with a workshop at noon the same day. Congress won't get back to work until after the election, and there won't be a lot of time for it to get things done. Congressman Fred Upton tells us the remaining piece of business is to get a continuing budget resolution approved that would maintain government spending at current levels for another year so Congress doesn't have to do the job of actually approving a budget. We're going to have a pretty busy lame duck session, I think, in everybody's mind. The big issue, of course, is that the continuing resolution expires in December. So without some action, then we have a threat of a shutdown again. And I'm one that's hopeful that we'll come to an agreement with the House and Senate, Republicans and Democrats, to avoid a shutdown. Upton says a complicating factor is the midterm elections. He notes it may not be known right away which party won control of which chamber of Congress. His prediction is that the House will go to the Republicans while he did not make a prediction for the Senate. John Beers Road in Lincoln Township will have some traffic restrictions this weekend. The Berrien County Road Department says the eastbound lane will be closed to traffic from DeMauro Road to Cleveland Avenue on Saturday and Sunday while John Beers is milled and resurfaced. All traffic on John Beers Road between Cleveland Avenue and DeMauro Road will be required to go west. The road department advises drivers to expect some travel delays and asks everyone to drive carefully. The work is dependent on the weather. Countryside Academy in Benton Harbor has announced it will break ground on a new elementary building on Monday, October 31st at 1 p.m. The new facility will bring 19 classrooms for young fives through grade 5 students to the school's Meadowbrook campus, as well as a K-12 cafeteria where meals will be prepared for students. Countryside Lead Administrator Sarah Brookshire told us more. Currently, we have an early learning center that's about five miles away from here, especially with staffing shortages. That makes it more difficult when staff are traveling between both campuses. And then also, we're physically maxed out of space currently in both campuses. So it'll be nice to have extra space. It'll be about three sections per grade level in the new building. Brookshire says the school's board of directors also has tentative plans for an air dome structure for physical education and athletic teams with a space for a full indoor soccer field. The new classroom facility is expected to be finished at the start of the 2023-24 school year. 
Benton Harbor City Commissioners have signed off on a youth literacy attraction to be installed at Britain Youth Park. At a meeting this week, the City Commission approved a proposal from the Great Start Collaborative to install a too-small-to-fail children's storybook trail at the park. The Collaborative's Kristen Chisholm tells us the storybook trail is part of the Talking is Teaching, Talk, Read, Sing campaign. We were approached with an opportunity to have a story trail gifted by the Clinton Foundation to Marion County. And I approached the city of Benton Harbor, and together we decided that the park on Britain and Pipestone would be a great location. So the trail will actually be 10 panels that are about four feet wide, and they're permanent. I mean, it's just a large installation. Ten two-sided story panels to be set up at Britain Youth Park at Britain and Pipestone, set to the tale of DJ's busy day. Chisholm says parents can take their young ones through the storybook trail to experience the tale of DJ as he learns how to make each moment special. The panels, all paid for by the Clinton Foundation, will be permanent and are expected to be installed in the next few weeks. Chisholm says the trail will be a good way to help kids through age 5 develop reading skills. The Berrien County Parks Department will offer a fall scrap tire collection event this weekend. Any county resident who has old tires sitting around and taking up space can drop them off at the Berrien County Road Department office on Napier Avenue in Benton Township Saturday and Sunday so the tires can be recycled. The fees are $1 per passenger tire and $2 per passenger tire still on the rim. No oversized tires will be accepted. Sorry, monster truck owners. The drop-off hours will be Saturday from 8.30 a.m. to noon and then Sunday for the same hours. The county notes once its trailer is full, no more no more tires will be accepted each day, so it's better to drop by earlier than later. And the crew from Cozy Radio will be out at the Family Dollar in South Haven this week for the ninth annual Project Personal Care. Cozy's Paul Landecker tells us Project Personal Care is when the team asks people to donate personal hygiene items so they can be distributed to those in need by the Southwest Michigan Community Action Agency. You just think of the personal care items, you know, as you stand at your sink, and those are the things that people are in need of. You know, toilet paper or diapers are always a big need. But they're inexpensive at Family Dollar, and you can buy them right there and donate them in the same spot. Landecker says it's always striking to see the generosity of people who want to help. The Cozy Crew will be accepting items Thursday and Friday from 10 to 6, and then on Saturday from 10 to 2. Everyone's invited to stop out, stop by to help out a neighbor in need. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. As he announced the release of 15 million barrels of oil from the U.S. Strategic Reserve today, President Biden urged oil companies to use their record-breaking profits to increase production and refining, and to, quote, bring down what you charge at the pump to reflect what you pay for the product. ABC's Karen Travers is more from the White House. It's a message we have heard from the president for months now. I have asked this question at White House briefings of what can he actually do to compel oil companies into any sort of action. There were meetings that the energy secretary had with uh, some executives from oil companies at the White House, and they talked about next steps and conversations. But really, there was nothing tangible that we heard came out of it. Russian President Vladimir Putin doubled down today on his faltering invasion of Ukraine with a declaration of martial law in four illegally annexed regions and preparations within Russia for draconian new restrictions and crackdowns. Putin's drastic efforts to tighten his grip on Ukrainians and Russians follow a series of embarrassing setbacks, stinging battlefield defeats, sabotage, and troubles with his troop mobilization. The martial law order belies the Kremlin's attempts to portray life in the annexed regions as returning to normal. 
The reality is that a military administration has replaced civilian leaders in the southern city of Kyrgyzstan, and a mass evacuation from the city is underway as the Ukrainian counteroffensive grinds on. Meanwhile, Russia's foreign minister says there's no point in maintaining the previous diplomatic presence in Western countries because of sanctions by various countries, including those in Europe and the United States. More from ABC's Tom Rivers. Sergey Lavrov contends the West creates continuous problems, continuous threats, even in some cases, physical attacks. Speaking in Moscow, he says there's no work to be done since Europe has decided to close itself off from his country, cutting any economic cooperation. The world, in his view, is experiencing a pivotal epoch, and therefore it's necessary to defend a sense of national pride. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. The parents of a 15-year-old boy accused of killing five people in the North Carolina shooting rampage released a statement saying they're overcome with grief over the deaths. Allen and Elise Thompson issued a statement today that acknowledged the pain caused by their son, Austin Thompson. They say they mourn for the five killed, including another son, James, who was among those slain. Witnesses described in 911 calls the shooter opened fire with what appeared to be a shotgun in a neighborhood northeast of downtown Raleigh. He also shot at least two people on a popular walking trail. They say they feel immeasurable pain and grief over what happened. The January 6th committee will likely issue its formal subpoena for former President Donald Trump sometime this week. ABC's Jay O'Brien reports one of the committee's members is shedding new light on what they're demanding and what the committee will do if the former president just ignores the subpoena. Vice chair of the January 6th committee, Wyoming Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney, saying Tuesday the committee will issue its formal subpoena for former President Donald Trump shortly. Speaking at Harvard, Cheney said there was, quote, no disagreement on the committee when it came to seeking Trump's testimony under oath. She said the subpoena will be for Trump's testimony and for documents. Cheney adding if Trump ignores the subpoena, the committee will, quote, take the steps we need to take. Jay O'Brien, ABC News. The first Native American woman in space says she's overwhelmed by the beauty and delicacy of Mother Earth. She's also channeling positive energy as her five-month mission gets underway at the International Space Station, something she learned from her mother. NASA astronaut Nicole Mann spoke with the Associated Press today, answering questions gathered from AP members as well as tribal news outlets. Man says it's important to recognize there are all types of people around the space station highlighting our, their diversity. She's a member of the Wallachi of the Round Valley Indian tribes in Northern California. She rocketed into orbit with SpaceX two weeks ago. A health report for Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor and Republican Senate candidate John Fetterman has been released after his stroke last May. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. Democrat John Fetterman's health has become a campaign issue in his race against Republican and former television host Dr. Mehmet Oz. Fetterman's stroke last May raising questions over whether he's healthy enough for office. His doctor releasing a report saying Fetterman has continued to improve and that he's speaking without cognitive deficits, adding he has no work restrictions and can work full duty in public office. Oz's campaign has repeatedly pressured Fetterman to release updated medical records to prove he can serve in Congress. The two meet in their first and only scheduled debate next Tuesday. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Campaign spending is setting records in races to oversee state elections this year. It's been spurred by races involving candidates who echo, echo former President Donald Trump's false claims about fraud costing him the 2020 presidential election. Trump is backing many of those candidates to take top election posts in critical swing states. Democratic candidates and outside groups are outraising Republicans and warn if any of their GOP foes win, it'll spark a crisis for democracy. The increased partisan stakes over election posts highlight America's unusual system of entrusting election management to officials who run in the very elections they're supposed to administer. 
And Californians pay more than anyone else for gas. ABC's Alex Stone says President Biden's release from the petroleum reserves probably won't do a lot to help them. Here in California, many areas are still around six bucks a gallon for regular unleaded. Some more, some less. It's a deal if you find gas in the 530, 540 range. But this is more of a local issue here. Refineries that went down for maintenance. Plus, California always has higher gas prices because of gas taxes here and environmental laws for the gas it's sold here. So the impact the president's move will have here is not likely to make prices drop a huge amount in this state. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.